I'm very excited about our next guest. His name is Bob Woodward. You know him as one of the guys that uncovered the Watergate scandal. Uh, His book, Fear, was a result of hundreds of hours of interviews with members of the Trump administration. And the book's publisher, Simon & Schuster, announced that it had sold 1.1 million copies in all formats in the first week of its release, making it the fastest selling opener in the company's history. Bob Woodward joins the show right now. Bob, it is a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. I wish that we could actually move this conversation just a few weeks into the future because I just actually borrowed your book, Fear, from a friend in my book club. And I'm not far enough into it to speak it, you know, um, at any length about it. But I can say I found uh, the opening segment about you discussing how um, Trump's aides would move papers around his desk so that, you know, sort of like how you distract a dog. No, they would actually take them. Yeah. And and take, you know, not make sure that he didn't see them. How long did it take you to come up with the the title for the book? Because it seems so appropriate, Fear. It was two and a half years ago interviewing Trump uh, and talking. He was just on the verge of winning the Republican nomination. And we asked him about power. Of course, the presidency's about power and what real power is. And we quoted Obama saying, real power is not having to use violence. And it was kind of a Shakespearean moment when Trump turned away, kind of like Hamlet speaking to the audience in an aside. And he said, real power I don't like to use the word, but real power is fear. And you could tell he meant it. And, of course, uh, that's the way he operates uh, as president, uh, scares people, uh, threatens people, uh, attacks people, and so uh, leverages and deploys fear as part of his uh, modus operandi. When you heard that, how did that affect you? Did you have like a visceral response to that? Good question. Uh, That he was giving me something that was, I'm speaking from the gut. I'm really telling you how I look at these things. And so it was pretty dramatic. And uh, of course, that was back in 2016. And then seeing how he operates you realize uh, that describes a lot, and because it's out of his own mouth, I think it has more power. Um, You are best known for your role in exposing the Watergate scandal that led to Richard Nixon's resignation from presidency before he could be impeached. Now, after the details in the prosecutor's filings on Friday, which linked Trump to a federal crime of illegal payments, you know, to women uh, in, you know, like hush money in the case of Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, do you think this will lead to Trump's impeachment, as some of the top House Democrats are suggesting? Oh, we, that is, of course, the question of the day, and I'm in the middle on that. I think there's a lot of evidence. It's a serious investigation by the special counsel, Mueller. Uh, at the same time, to get a president out of office, you need high-quality evidence uh, in the case if it was these secret tape recordings of Nixon, literally thousands of hours, Nixon regularly ordering criminal activity, uh, uh, espionage, sabotage, spying, wiretaps, break-ins. We have not seen that in the Trump case. 
uh, the last page of the book, Trump and his lawyer, John Dowd, uh, talk about this. And uh, they think that Mueller may have something that they don't know about and that Mueller has played them for suckers to get lots of witnesses to testify without trying to stop or obstruct that and to get more than a million pages of documents. Trump continuously throws people under the bus. You know, he's done with them. He throws them under the bus. Uh, and then that relationship is is finished. What are the odds if Trump has colluded with the Russians? And there is, you know, more than there's quite a bit of speculation that the Russians have something on Trump. What are the odds that Trump will get desperate, in your opinion, from knowing him and from being in that White House at some point in time and decide to do that to the Russians? And the Russians will just go, you know what? Here it is, everybody. Well, that's always possible. We don't know. And you you have to be very careful and people reporters who uh, try to be very very cautious uh, in the end kind of say we we haven't seen it yet right but uh, all these people lied about russia all these russians uh, my paper the washington post had a story saying that uh, 14 people tried to contact trump campaign age or aides or people close to Trump. Uh, and that's a big number. And so what was going on here? Some of those offers were rejected, we know, but were some accepted. So uh, we're in that never, never land. Uh, Michael Cohen, who has pleaded guilty, who was Trump's lawyer for 10 years, uh, as they say, the self-described fixer, He's known to be somebody who secretly tapes. And did he tape record Trump? And is that evidence gone to the special counsel investigation? We don't know. That obviously would be a game changer. Mm -hmm. Because you've got something concrete there. Um, Yeah. And you need just uh, just from a practical point of view, not just a legal point of view, you need to tie Trump to suborning or uh, approving, ordering perjury, lying to uh, federal authorities or a grand jury. You need destruction of documents, and you need his orders or fingerprints on the payment of money for something that's illegal. It's interesting to buy the silence of these women he clearly had um, affairs with Uh, is uh, indeed unsavory, and it may be a technical campaign violation, but it's not the kind of in-the-belly legal obstruction of justice that gives you the clarity of knowing he's committed a major crime or major crimes, as Nixon did. Right. And Trump has labeled, you know, the Mueller investigation as a witch hunt and done, you know, all he can do to just dispel. One of the problems with Trump, he should just sit by and be quiet. Uh Imagine you're an investigator or a lawyer working for Mueller and the target Trump is out there maligning you day after day. Uh, That only encourages you to work harder and uh, it, it, it's uh, Trump, and this is a theme of 
the book, Trump often does not know what his own best interest is and acts emotionally or impulsively against it. Also, uh, and I think the, the central finding is we have a governing crisis. As he develops policy, NAFTA involving Canada very much, That's his reaction is emotional uh, rather than what do we really need to do? How does this North American free trade agreement really work? How can we improve it? And his proposed changes are, in fact, uh, quite minor. Dealing with Russia, China, the Middle East, uh, his economic policies, his trade policies, he called himself the other day a trade, uh, a tariff man. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Anyone who examines this, like economists, will say, gee, tariffs really don't work, aren't good for the country mm. that imposes them. But he's got some idea that we're, when we buy more goods from some country abroad, that that money is being taken from us, stolen from us. And that's not true. People buy things from abroad, like in Canada, because cheaper, better quality, they prefer it, and it's not, it's not something that um, American consumers are losing from. He does not understand that simple fact. Let me ask you this, Bob. We're talking with Bob Woodward, by the way, who is uh, the author of Fear, Trump in the White House. In the subject of the presidential pardons has been coming up a lot lately. Is there a way for Trump to pardon Paul Manafort without hurting himself? Well, probably not. And, uh, you know, pardon uh, the presidents under U.S. Constitution have unilateral power to pardon anyone. And there's no review of it by anybody. But politically, people would, of course, say, well, why is he pardoning and effectively silencing Paul Manafort, his former campaign manager, again, one of these people who lied, one of these people who uh, has pled guilty, uh, almost surely is going to jail for a long time. So we're going to have to watch all of this. And a lot of people are jumping to conclusions. At the same time, my former partner, Carl Bernstein said uh, the other day that Trump is kind of cornered. Mm-hmm. Carl said cornered for the first time. I, I, I think Trump is cornered. I don't think uh, it's for the first time. I think he's always been cornered. Six bankruptcies. Uh, you, you don't get to that situation without feeling uh, some peril. So well, we're, and of course the internet culture wants. Uh, the impatience and speed, give us a final answer on this, and I don't think we're going to get it. What I found in this book and what I can do in my talks is go into the detail of exactly what the debate is and what Trump says and uh, what's driving him.
I want to ask you this before I let you go, because I'm running out of time here. Republicans get criticized for putting their party over country and turning a blind eye to the numerous scandals and accusations against their president. But if the tables were turned and Democrats held both the House and the Senate, in your opinion, would they move against their own president or would they find their own excuse to do nothing? Well, that it depends. If you have this kind of particularly tape-recorded evidence where you can see the president, like Nixon, ordered the payment of blackmail money 12 times in one meeting with his counsel, John Dean. And you hear that and you uh, then string it together with all of the other crimes and uh, going after the tax returns of Democrats and spying on everyone, wiretaps on 17 White House aides and reporters and so forth. And if you get to that level, uh, then something dramatic will happen. But I, you know, I try to be empirical. What are the facts? There's a lot of aroma here, a lot of questions, and we could be on the brink of uh, a major unfolding of more scandals and uh, so the, what the final act of this play is going to be I don't know I don't think uh, Mueller who's the special counsel knows Well Bob I, it's been a pleasure talking to you I actually didn't expect to have this long with you and I wish we had longer but you know you are coming to town January 17th at the Living Arts Center for an evening with uh, with yourself and I know that uh, that should be an interesting conversation so maybe we'll see you there Thank you Thank you very much that's Bob Woodward he is the author of Fear Trump in the White House